0: Hello, mother truckers! Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by our partners at OVOU Smart Card. Now, for those who don't know, it is COVID, and you don't want to be giving out those physical business cards. I mean, you can get various diseases, you can contract stuff that you don't want. So, why not have one business card that's able to share that information with a whole bunch of other people? So, what OVOU Smart Card does is that you can t- get one card, tap it onto the back of a person's phone then boom, all of your information is uploaded onto that person's phone. It's very quick, seamless, and it gives a good lasting impression. So I've partnered up with them to give my listeners a discount off the card. All you gotta do is go to ovou, that's U.com and enter the discount code Joe10, that's J-O-E-10, to get $10 off the card. Link is in the show notes below. Also brought to you by one of our other partners is bottom board leadership training. Now, this is led by Gordon Newell, IFC leadership coach, veteran. I've talked to this guy on the podcast multiple times, and he is the real deal. He knows what he's doing. I've sat with him multiple times before, and I can personally say that he has a wealth of knowledge that would definitely help you out in your business ventures and even in just in your personal life and whatever you need to get through. So I've partnered up with them to give my listeners an opportunity for them to improve themselves all I gotta do is go to bonborn.com and enter the discount code EARNIT that's E-A-R-N-I-T to get yourself a free online workshop link is in the description below once again that's bonborn.com and enter the discount code E-A-R-N-I-T EARNIT to get yourself a free online workshop All right, Gary, so thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. Truly appreciate it. How are you doing, man?
1: I am doing amazing. It's a good day to be alive.
0: (laughs) You know, that's good, man, because especially during these times, man, like anything more than just being alive is really good because like we're obviously in the middle of a pandemic and I think it's good to kind of step back and just enjoy the small portions of life, you know, kind of. The fact that you can get up, you can breathe, you can walk outside. I think those things are really cool to appreciate.
1: Well, at the end of the day, pandemic or not, right? Gratitude. You know, um, from a standpoint of, like, come on, there's always stuff going wrong. It's just that everyone bought into the mass going wrong. So whatever it is, pandemic or not, it's a good day. It's a good day. A lot of stuff is happening, but I'm here. You're here. Thanks for making the time. We're all here.
0: It's a good day. Yeah, I you know. Thank you for agreeing to come on, man. Um, so I want to kind of just get the audience members to know who you are first. So how would Gary Parker kind of, you know, just describe himself or give an intro? Okay,
1: yeah. Gary Parker is a human being. Um, spend my time on this earth right now. Uh, most recently doing things with people that i love i want to spend more time with my loved ones um again 27 to 35 20 36 year olds i think that right now a lot of our context is career driven now people want to know what you do how you make your money you know people want to know a lot of that so i'm a director of parker x enterprises uh first time i've ever mentioned this on on camera Um, but parker x enterprises owns a lot of different companies that is responsible for my revenue Uh, in terms of my lifestyle so spending time with people i love going on hikes things like this like doing whatever i want that's what fuels um that part of my lifestyle so other than that i spend time with people i love and i work on interesting projects you know Uh, some of them work some of them don't but the ones that do pay for the ones
0: that don't right so that's a good thing so i of curiosity how did you start something like this though
1: um well if we're talking about parker x to be honest that's just for tax purposes i didn't start (laughs) parker x because oh yeah the vision of starting parker x no way um it's just like like you'll recognize um if you ever like when you take home uh the tax brackets right so at fifty thousand dollars right you get taxed maybe five ten percent um or even less than that or sixty thousand goes up and it goes up when you get to like two hundred four hundred thousand you could lose half your income um (laughs) to the tax man so um, whether it's the IRS or whoever you're listening to, or even just Canada, you lose a lot of your income. So I just created the company. How did I get into that? I Just created that company um, so I could avoid that problem. Um, but in terms of what you're asking me, get what you're saying, you're saying, how did I um, like end up being in that position to start that to avoid that? You know, the Yeah, exactly. Portion? Um, to be honest, it was never something about purpose. I just wanted to make money. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I used to I used to I used to, I get used, used to get access question. But the truth about it, I never had, like, some overarching, like, purpose. What drove me at first was just fear. Um, I just didn't want to be broke, you know? Like, life, things are expensive in life. Um, And I recognized at a really young age that I needed money to get it done. Um, So how did I start? Real simple. Um, I didn't have any business cards. I just went out there and sold. I said, hey, if I do this, would you give me money for that? Um, that was my first ever deal done. Anything? Would you give me money for this? I'll do this. Shake hands. There you go. No contracts. No legal mumbo jumbo. If I do this, would you give me that? Would you give me five five hundred bucks? If I um, printed you, if I made you some signs, would you give me a thousand bucks? Um, I didn't have the money to front for the signs. I knew this guy was loyal. I said, "Hey, man. Well." I can do this. Would you give me 250 bucks so he can get these signs? If anything goes wrong, I'll pay you back. I didn't have the money to pay him back, but he trusted me because I trusted the guy. And then I made my first deal and then kept moving on forward from there.
0: You know, the good thing about your story is that it's very, it's very real, man. It isn't like some sort of fluff, fluff piece where it's, you know, like I want to do this cause I want to save the planet. Cause I know a lot of my friends want to get into business for the sake of getting into business. It was that, you know, that thing of like saying, okay, I just want to make some more money. Maybe this is, something to do that that that's good and the thing i want to pick up on is the fact that you just kind of did it like you said you had no business cards you kind of just went out there did it sold some stuff and i think that's kind of a barrier in itself where a lot of people that i know myself are kind of scared to take that risk where they overthink things before they take the first step it's almost like you're defeated before you even began
1: so i think in terms of you know, it's a privilege to overthink. You know, yeah. um, the reason why I did business cards wasn't because um, I didn't think they were cool. It was just because business cards on Vistaprint at the time was a hundred and twenty bucks. I just didn't have hundred and twenty bucks yeah. to buy the business cards. Right? <laughs> and I have like, I literally have thousands of business cards in a drawer, like yeah. all great companies. I've never used them, um, and it's. In, in terms of, I think I want to talk about falls environments, you know, yes. this thing about, ah, you know, purpose, or um, I, I want to change the world, or I want to just start, right? Um, those are admirable traits. And most people say, oh, would this work? Would that not work? And what happens is, you know, if you're making enough to, let's talk about if you're living at home, if you're living at home, your food, your overheads taken care of, you're li- either living at Um, sub, like you're not even, you don't have to pay for anything. Your furniture, you didn't buy all those things. Or if you're living out on your own, which is a real environment, you just have everything taken care of. You you got some real stuff to deal with, right? Like food, toilet paper, all these things. And for those who are living at home, um, you're not, you're comfortable, to be honest. Like you take pictures with your mom's house, take pictures with your dad's car. You're rich, you know, you look like it, but it's not yours. Um, And so, you know, not knowing where to start is more of just saying that you're comfortable In your current situation so you just don't need to start if we're being honest if you had to go out and live on your own you would you start that idea right away because you know how much rent is especially in Vancouver or even if you wanted to do a home ownership you know much for a down payment like these things are all realities of life so I have so much love for those who want to start something but just don't know how but the reality is it's really simple sell it sell, just go sell. You have an idea, go sell it, sell, whatever it is, try and figure it out. Just take that first step. Right. I didn't even register the business first. You can just go sell it. Um, But be very aware not to trick ourselves because listen, it's okay if you're comfortable, nothing's wrong with that. But don't sell me the story of
0: like, Hey, I need to,
1: you know, I don't know where to start.
0: So it's almost like an excuse, right? It's almost like, you know, when people say they don't know how to find their purpose it's I, I feel like it's you're not actively going out there to find your purpose anyways it's almost kind of i think like that's kind of in the same line where you want to start something but you're too comfortable to or i don't know what purpose is i don't know what my purpose is but i'm so comfortable in my own life so that i don't really need to look until there's this sort of internal you know need inside of you where you realize that maybe what you're doing on a day-to-day level isn't maybe influential, maybe what you're doing on a day-to-day level isn't giving you that internal satisfaction.
1: In terms of, so we're shifting our conversation to purpose, yeah. right? Right? So if we're talking about purpose, you know, what is it? Right, you tell me, Joe, what is purpose? For What's sure. What's problem? What, like why, you know, other than, like talk about, let's look at career real quick because career yeah. is a really important. Thing everyone yes. always talks about
0: Um, what does purpose have to do with career? Exactly. So this is the way that I've kind of noted and a lot of people think about it, including myself. Purpose would be a reason to live. So in terms of career, if you realize that your career is giving other people a chance to be better, you know, to be innovative, to be influenced or to even have their own lifestyle better, which gives value in your own life, then that would technically be part of purpose. But the issue that I'm seeing a lot of right now is that not many jobs have that direct uh, correlation between improving someone's life and giving value to your owners at the same time.
1: So, if I understand correctly, yeah, go ahead. The connection between the two is you're saying people find purpose, seek to find purpose in their career. Yeah. Meaning that they want to see a direct relation to the impact that yes. they'll have on greater society at large. Yes, you got it. Yeah,
0: you, exactly.
1: Can I tell you a story? Please go ahead, man. Once about like, I think four years ago, Wow, well, time flies now. Three years, four years, a long time ago now. Uh, my business, one of my businesses failed. I was forced to take up uh, an insurance job. Um, like, you know, just to, I had to pick it up so I could pay for school.
0: Low key, welcome Um, to my world.
1: (laughs) You know, I was trying, like, put this, I was trying my ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, my parents saw my ideas, um, but I just didn't, I couldn't cough up 2,800 bucks for -hmm. tuition. Yeah. You know, like, like, oh, businessman can't come up with the money, you know? (laughs) Well, what you got to do, you got to go get a job. Yeah. Right. And so my job at the insurance place was literally. Uh, i was just like a number pusher i was just like i got there they, they assigned me 38 tasks to do and yeah. if i did better they assigned me more the next day you know if i did more they'd assign me another set the next day from 30 to 40 to 50 to 60 to 70 i was just dealing with premiums okay mm-hmm. like i didn't even know you know like premiums mm-hmm. obviously by me changing lines you know i'm affecting someone's how much they pay monthly i mean that much but um uh, it wasn't a purpose-driven task. I didn't try to see meaning in the task. I The meaning for me was pay the tuition <laughs> and yeah. get out of it. Right? And so that really got me thinking, like, relating to purpose, finding purpose in work. Um, it had me go through a development where I was looking in the wrong place for purpose. Mm-hmm. If I'd only looked in that place, like if I'd like, how am I going to find purpose in premiums? Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I'm not going to find purpose and change another purpose. Yeah, well, unless I somehow become passionate about premiums and insurance, you know, then I would have ran the place. But I say that to say this: Um, Do we need to have purpose in a job or a work that we're not planning to make a life out of? not necessarily. I know a lot of people whose purpose, like the way they find meaning is being a provider for their fiance, for their wife. And they're happy, you know? And that's amazing. Like if you want to find, like you do a, if you did a job that you don't necessarily love, but you found purpose in being able to provide for your kids, that's honorable. You know, I think that we've got it twisted more, t- more times, right? Like, do you need to find purpose in your work? Um, uh, no, if your purpose is, if you find meaning in being what the benefits of the towards you, right? Um, now, it's a whole different story. If you are trying to become an entrepreneur or you're trying to run your own show, that's a whole different conversation, right? But do you need to answer the question? Do you need
0: purpose in your work? No, sometimes you just need the money. Yeah, I mean, because I, mean, I, I think to To really talk about that as well is because work eats up a good amount of your day, and you can even make the argument that work is essentially almost like a lifestyle type of thing you know you 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 get up you know you you go to work for a good eight hours a day good waking eight hours of your day, and I think that's where that whole need to find purpose and work comes from because it ultimately eats up a good portion of our waking hours uh for work so yes i I kind of understand where you're coming from where you don't necessarily need to find like passion in your work because it's it's if it's not if it's not your end goal then you shouldn't really you know be so fixated on it um and i think the question we're we're asking it all wrong you're right about that it's not necessarily what you want to do for work but how you want to live and i think that question just gets pushed back so much because when i went to school it was always what do you want to do hey joe you're going to get out of economics SFU a few as a graduate what are you going to do but no one has ever asked me the question of how i want to live I think that changes, that is a complete change in framework in, in terms of how you want to live your life.
1: Yeah. And like when, so if we start talking about that, I think that's the real question underlying when people want to find purpose and work. They just really want to live a certain way, you know? And so the question is, how do you want to live? So if you wanted, let's just throw a scenario there, right? If you wanted to, let's see, write for the rest of your life. Um, and by the time you're like 60 or whatever and you're like 25 years old or by the time you're 65 wanting to retire, have a million bucks, you know, you probably just throw um, two grand into a high risk mutual fund, get mm-hmm. a financial advisor to help you at, and just work for the rest until you're 65, right? And that's it. But most people um, these days, what's really pushed is popular culture in the sense of like freedom time freedom right and you know the question is how do you want to live right there's remote jobs now that you can have your location freedom um, but you still have your time right you don't get your time back you know there are jobs where which are more performance-based jobs like sales Mm -hmm. where you'll get a whole lot of um location freedom and time freedom if you're really good at selling Um, but the, the question we're asking now is how do you want to live? So what do you think?
0: Yeah. And I think that is highly dependent on the individual. Um, so let's say you want to live and you you just say, Hey, look, I think I want to live my lightweight in a a way that I want to be remembered. So what you could do is you can either do some crazy shit online or you can, you know, build something that lasts for generations and helps people out. I I think that's one way to do it. But I think that's the good question is we don't know that we don't know the answer to that question is how I want to live. Like, it's good to ask it, but ultimately at the end of the day, what, what is the answer to that question? It's, uh, I, 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 I think it'd be fair to say that a lot of us don't really know ultimately what the answer to that question is.
1: Well, the thing is like, I know how I want to live, right? You know, but not even just i don't want to go from a generic standpoint for a lot of us because if we keep doing it like that i find that when people use generic statements um it's a it's a mask beto- behind how they feel it's like oh a lot of people well, you are people so we'll talk like you you know what i mean um i love that so what what i think is yeah don't don't hide behind oh people or some people say no 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 you are the people just say i feel like this um at the end of the day you know you mentioned something that's pretty cool. You said you want to be remembered, right? Like people want to be remembered or you say you want to be remembered. Well, being remembered and being actually wealthy is two different things, right? Because um, what was his name? Electric Coils Tesla. Yeah, Nikola Tesla, right? Um, he wasn't rich. Edison was rich for sure. Tesla, with the foundational currents and stuff, he wasn't rich in his lifetime. He only, late, like, later, later, but we remember him, right? So I really think what's interesting in terms of purpose is, yeah, we got to get fine-tuned, right? we got to start chopping away of all this stuff, you know? Like, well, like what is, like, oh, career. Well, that wasn't it. Well, now we're here. We're here of, like, well, do you want to be remembered? Do you want to leave a legacy? Well, truth is, do you really want to be remembered? Or do you just don't want to make sure you're living comfortably, you know? <laughs> like, what are
0: you, you know yeah and I think you know especially for coming for myself where I didn't find the answer through what I was doing I didn't even find the answer through school because I think you know when when I was going through school it was just test then theories then after that it's like hey Joe what are you going to do after your schooling and I think a lot of like in, in terms of my own opinion a lot of that wasn't given to the value of your own lifestyle so growing up my entire life i was always indoctrinated to, to really go to school get higher education then after that go okay joe go find yourself a job then you can figure out the rest on your own but i think oh in terms of mm. me now right now is i'm getting to a place where that's not necessarily what i want to do when, when i'm doing because i know i have the skill set to land a pretty decent job but outside of the decent job what is there for me am i there to live to work or am i going to be there to do something else and I think that leads into a lot of people, uh, sorry, a lot of, my, a lot of my friends, including myself, wanting to start a business in hopes of finding that answer of how I want to live. And does it give purpose? Will I be remembered for it? Will this help other people? Hmm.
1: Yeah, and so this is really interesting. Um, I'll tell you this from my side of the view. I would not wish starting a business on anyone. I would not wish it on anyone. Oh no way. Why? There's a lot of agony behind a business that no one talks about. I've cracked myself to sleep many nights Damn. over business, over just life in general. Okay? Like it's not glamorous as people like people see people only see when he takes spontaneous trips or you going to jet or whatever. It's not like that. You know, there's a lot of foundational work that's just tough in terms of the business world. Right. And I wouldn't wish it on anyone because I don't think everyone's built to be a, an entrepreneur, essentially, a number one. You know, there there's a book I read, um, Your Next Five Moves by Patrick, but David, he talks about entrepreneurship, right? Or, you know, being under someone as another way of saying it. Like the number two guy at Facebook is still a billionaire. You know what I mean? He didn't yeah. start Facebook, but he's still a billionaire. And um, I think that that's not talked about a lot in the sense that, you know, like, guys, like, like I have someone that's, like, he came to me, someone that I um, works for me now. Um, and he came to me and was like, Gary, I just need to make, um, if I make 6000 bucks, you know, in a month, my parents will leave me alone. I can do this. I was like, all right, cool. You know, I can surely show you how to make six grand in a month. And he's happy with that. You know, he wants to push it higher and bigger. And so we just do that. So at the end of the day, I think it's sometimes overrated. From a standpoint of, well, are we going to uh, like entrepreneurship isn't always the answer. I think that's what I'm getting at. Entrepreneurship is not always the answer. Um, entrepreneurship is the thing, finding someone with a vision. You and a couple homies have something cool. Well, you guys all um with one person you and a homies have something cool, maybe you just work under one of the homies. But a lot of people just have pride, you know? Like who need who wants to work under someone they want to be the guy that did it no you don't need to be the guy that did it to be honest you can just be next to the guy that did it and still come off just as good <laughs> as the guy like you know as did it. but you got to be clear on what you want before you make decisions like that so a prerequisite to deciding is you know if you want location time freedom you could just be a number two or just be like a sales guy who does whatever he wants because he's so good um or if you want to, you know, build something that's all time great and you want to be a part of a legacy. Well, you could just find a company that's gonna build something great. You could go on Angie's list or Angel's list, sorry.
0: Angel's List? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. And find a company that's just starting out. Go cool. say, hey man, I can do this for you. And you don't even have to pay me for the first month. I want to be a part of this game changing cause because I like it. You know, but I'm not gonna sit here and tell you, ah oh, yeah, be an entrepreneur, it's the way out. No way, man. No way. I know a guy who has a job. He has a job, right? Yeah. What's the income? Does he like the job? I don't know, right? But he has real estate. He has a mm-hmm. ton of real estate, right? Why? But the job fuels his real estate stuff. Like, come on. This is like a overrated entrepreneurship. Overrated. Entrepreneurship, working with somebody, being a number five, a number ten, you know, if you're looking for purpose, being under something you care about, yeah man, it works. But at the end of the day, when it comes to like business or whatever it is, you know, like being in business for yourself, you gotta you gotta be prepared. Like it's not it's not it's
0: not as it's not a walk in the park, to do that way. I think you touched on a really good point that's not a lot of talk about, is the Instagrammable lifestyle that is now entrepreneurship. Um, you like, this is from what I I see a lot. Like you, I see a lot of, you know, things on my recommended feed where I see people traveling in jets and this is obviously pre COVID. I see people, you know, going to Bali or going to all these cool places saying, Hey, look, you can do this too. I work, for, I work mobile and I'm able to do this because I bought my time back, but you make a very good point where, what was the sacrifice to do that? And is it even worth it? Because there it may be a chance that you may not, you may not make it. So, like, what would be the cost for that? What's the opportunity cost for that? What would be the mental health effects of doing something like that in hopes of maybe buying back your time? And you make a very good point where you cried yourself to sleep. And I don't hear a lot of that. I I hear a lot of the iceberg effect. You know, like, here's at the top of the iceberg. Here's the success. But what's underneath it is something else.
1: Yeah, like, you know, people aren't there when your credit card's overdrawn, man. They're not there. (laughs) Like, like I tell you, man, like people aren't there at those stages. No one's there at those Like no one no one ever Instagrams, oh, yeah, man, my bank accounts. <laughs> All oh, my credit's used up. I got 0 No one Instagrams that. They'll take a screenshot of 40 a month or $1 billion a month or whatever it is and say, you can have it too. And then they sell you, okay, <laughs> because they need the more money to keep the lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you, man, I, it, it's always at what cost. And the cost is different from everyone. Um, because I know people who just understand themselves like they didn't know themselves they're like yeah I'm not in this not this won't be I won't be able to be in business for myself after shadowing someone and they just decide you know what this all operate you know not being like number one or they recognize hey man I could do this that they literally work with someone like man this ain't that hard I could do this too and then they go into it but at least they made some sort of decision. Yeah. I recommend a book called The E-Myth uh, Revisited. Really good guy. Um, Michael Gruber, I believe. And it really talks about how people are technically skilled at like an action. So if you're good at fixing computers and you recognize that, man, I'm so good at fixing computers, I could open my computer shop. Um, but you just had an entrepreneurial moment. And he quickly recognized after opening a computer shop, building a business and acquiring customers and making sure you have the parts all in stock, are three different personalities, the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. You're just a really good technician who could think he could open a shop. But the attributes and traits that are needed are totally different.
0: Now, I think you brought up something really, really important was the three aspects of that business. And I think what you're getting at is that you also need a team because you're not necessarily good at everything. So part of building that business is having of good solid team but from what i've noticed a lot of the times though is that people like myself want to do everything you know we're very you know go um i'm going to go by myself and see if i can do all these things because i don't have to negotiate with anyone i can take my own i I can kind of go my own direction but from what i've seen because i've done a startup before at sfu and i've unfortunately has failed because of teamwork uh, so, I th- you brought up a good point about teamwork and working together and collusion as part of building that successful team, at least that successful, business, if you want to start to begin with. I'll tell you a story. Yeah, go ahead. I do not. So, I,
1: once I talked to this guy, it was like a multi blah, 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 million dollar blah, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I was like, man... If, if you're gonna try this industry all over again, right? What would you do differently? He has like a lot of employees, okay? She or he has a lot of employees, okay. Um, and he's like, Yeah, man, I would not build a team. No way. I really? just keep the margins to do all myself. Yeah, he literally told me like, I would not employ nobody. I wouldn't do nothing like that. I was like, Cool. And so I didn't. Like my next business I started in that industry, never employed a single person. You know what I mean? I didn't do it like that. No way. Like, what well, why do I need to employ someone, right? Uh, I don't necessarily think my point was about teamwork. Uh, I think my point was, you know, you got to know if where you want to fit in terms of the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. I wear that hat a lot, right? So what happens is if I need to do something technical, I put on that hat, do the technical work. If I need to make sure things are in each place all at once, I put on that hat and make sure that's done. And if I need to think about new ideas, partnerships, expansions, all these things, Put an entrepreneur hat, right? I, myself, wear all these three hats. And eventually, we're talking, now this is the thing about roles. Roles are different, right? Roles are different. But as a personality and as a person, when you are just starting a business, you have to be able to manage these three hats if you're doing it by yourself. Um, Teamwork is really tricky because I've been in a business where we we used to write, a client was worth $3,000, right? Mm -hmm. At that time in that business. And there's three of us, you know how much each of us made a thousand bucks. Yeah. So that's not like a thousand bucks, is nothing to like go around. You know what I mean? And that's not even counting expenses. So, you know, the more people you involve in your vision or your team or whatever, if they're not truly bought in and it's just stay to make money like you are, you know, you're not going to have enough money to go around. So I would really caution people against like, yeah, man, I got to build a team. Cause the truth is if you build a team, some money is gonna to have to fuel all of you. Unless you're just gonna stay in your mom's basement or your dad's basement, or you know, who's gonna pay the rent? True, I mean, man. Like, yeah.
0: I'm just mean, talking like, from experience. Right? Oh yeah. I mean, Vancouver's hell expensive, so I mean, <laughs> yeah. And you're you're right though. I mean, like at yeah. the end of the day, it comes like it, it's 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 about that cash flow. It's about the cash flow and how much you can really, you know, pay, say, the people on your team, or do they even share the same vision at the end of the day, right? Because I think a lot of times you might go in different directions and you might disagree. Yeah. And at the end of the day,
1: you know, I'm just talking like straight up facts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, off three grand, split three ways with a thousand dollars each. Yeah. You can't live on a thousand dollars a month. You can't unless you're not, um, unless, let's just do the math real quick. Follow me here, right? Yeah, for sure. Say you got lucky, got into the Boonies, Langley, you know, you got like a one-bedroom, like one bedroom and a half or two bedrooms like 1200 bucks rent okay now there's three of you guys in this thing that's 1200 bucks is just your living expense not including food not including groceries and say you're a big spend eater like me you know say you try to even you know cut it down some more you spend like 400 bucks a month right you don't even get organic bananas right (laughs) that's 600 bucks yeah okay that's 600 bucks a month in just food um and rent Okay, sixteen hundred bucks. them here. You don't even you haven't even bought a bed. That's seven hundred bucks, Andy. You know what I mean or whatever. So just just assume your whole house is furnished though in this rental suite, right? Just assume you didn't have to pay for any of that. You got sixteen hundred bucks. Okay, that's just your like food and and living. And say you don't even have to leave the house. So you just need to eat, and you don't even wash your clothes because you don't need to pay for detergent. You just eat and work. Okay, so that's sixteen hundred bucks to eat and work. Okay, so tell me something. If you made 3000 bucks in the company and you got paid every just three, right? and that's not even counting the cost of your, cert- like obviously if you're doing anything, there's a cost to do business. Like if you have to drop ship, there's a margin, right? Who's running on 90% margins? Let me know, I'll invest in that, right? But just assume you get to keep all the $3,000 for simplicity of math. Yes. That's divided three ways okay you are negative 600 bucks in the hole there's no way You're not, you know you like know you can't you won't be able to pay for your food you'll starve. but say all three of you guys live in a one-bedroom space okay and that's not even considering your team's overhead because remember 600 600 bucks each right so real simple it's about the lifestyle you want bringing it back to that right like
0: yeah
1: i don't think you need to form a team I just think you need to get really clear on your lifestyle, right? I don't. I, I would advise against people trying to buddy up too early. I'm just passing on what I learned. I wouldn't buddy up too early, um, especially if you're only charging like three thousand bucks. Watch your margins, man. Your margins. Anyway, I'll stop ranting right. about margins. All that to say, you really need a team. Think about it. Um, secondly, what do you want? Like coming back to this, what do you want?
0: Yeah, you know, I think, I think you're one of the few people that I have said that at the very beginning is they don't buddy up too quick because every single person I've talked to who has a business, especially a startup business, always says to buddy up pretty quickly. Find a team, you know, build that efficient team and go from there and take over the world. And this is, the, yeah. So I, okay. it's always interesting to hear a, a totally Let's different opinion to on that.
1: Yeah. Define buddy up. When I say buddy up, define that to me. Like, what do you think that
0: is? Like, sure, that means, you know, find your up, best friend. Up. Put in some money, put in somebody, say, some money into the business and work together and go from there. Okay. So, 1000%, I
1: advise um, against that. Yeah. And like, adv- advise solely. Um, buddying up, I think, is mutually beneficial relationships. For example, when I just started my art company, uh, a couple months after it, I gave someone like additional art in exchange to use the office space, Mm -hmm. right? So now I had a legitimate office without any money out of pocket, nice trade, right? And he, you know, at the time, um, mentor and friend of mine now, um, he needed the art, like, you you know, he just wanted to make it look good, fill up the empty walls. So, and he didn't have anyone and I got to benefit from the space, right? So I think that mutually, mutually beneficial partnerships of some way of value trading in the beginning is so important because the reason why, like, the reason why you yeah. buddy up is to do something that you can do on your own. Mm-hmm. But people are like, if you really think about it, you can do a lot on your own um, being resourceful, you know? Um, and this is what I'll say next. I'll tell you a story. Um, one time, you know, one of my new businesses, I was like, you know, I tried this. Um, there's a marketing company in one of my new businesses that I wanted to hire a marketing agency to market for my business mm-hmm. and this is why this is what happened the marketing agency was like 25 2,500 $2, usd okay um pretty easy it do 2,500 usd a month but they gave me a guarantee they said hey man if we don't do what we say if you don't get three new clients guaranteed we're going to give you your money back okay so at the time at about i think back then i had like seven grand usd in my account i was like yo homie look I have the money to do this myself. I could do this all myself, but you said you wanted to be a part of this, right? You wanted to be a part of the business. You pay in, I didn't even give him a percent of it, I said, you give me half of the 2,500, right? 1250, 1250, and this is what I'll do. When you get a new client, you'll get, because they're going to stay on for monthly, you'll get a portion of the revenue. So you'll get passive income monthly, all because you invested a large sum. What do you think happened in this story? Literally um, a month and a half later, the guy delivered one client. Oh my gosh. Right? And I had to tell my homie, right? I told my homie, yo, we could all, we could both lose our money, right? But here's the thing I valued my relationship with my homie, mm-hmm. right? So much that I wouldn't let him lose money. So I went out there and sold like crazy just to make sure I could make enough money to now start paying my homie back every single month. Why did I do that? Because it matters to me how I don't want my friends to lose with me, right? Because if I have some cool business idea in the future, my homie should know that this is legit and he'll always take care of me. But if I had, if this, this is a prime situation for me by experience, we're buddying up, having my homie put in some money, you know, <laughs> me putting in some money backfired. Because I told that, yo, I got no clients. He was like, oh man, I'm sorry. I can't refund you. I was like, what do you mean what you can't the refund fu- me? You see? Yeah, I was like, yeah, man. No, get the fuck send. out
0: of here. Oh my God.
1: Okay. And I was like I was like, yo, what happened? Yeah. He's like, you know, my bills caught up to me. I was like, pull up, player, you telling me <laughs> you you person who told me you'd give me my money back. It's in a contract and everything. You can't you just can't afford to, right? And then that's when I learned the truth is those clauses mean absolutely nothing. You know, it was money back. No, it means nothing if the person who sold it to you is broke. Like, what are you going to do? I was in Canada. He was in the USA. Like, what am I going to sue him? Like, how am I going to even get anything, right? Um, it's, just, it's just what it is. And so that's why I would advise, like, especially if you're brand new in business, no experience. You don't have that experience to know what's a good opportunity and what's a bad one. So then you and him, you and your buddies partner up and are like, oh, yeah, we're going to buy this here. Like, come on! How are you gonna know if it's a con or not? You're like, oh, I did my due diligence. Well, the thing is, you haven't been alive long enough in this industry to know what's good or bad.
0: This is why I fucking love doing podcasts, man. Just hearing stories, hearing like new lessons and experiences, man. Yeah, this is why I love it. This is why I love it, man. And you, you've been around the block in business, man. You've 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 kind of seen a lot <laughs> from 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 what you can tell me. Yeah, I just
1: love, like eh, I think I have so much more to go. But the thing is, I just kept, I just try a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Like I am I wrote down, I think last year, one of my goals or things that I wanted to do last year was try before being skeptical. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of people are like, yo, man, is this is this network marketing scheme going to work? You know what I mean? Get paid <laughs> yeah. off of bills, products. My thing was, you know what? At the end of the day, like I could speculate. Mm-hmm. But I might as well try. Yeah, (laughs) before being skeptical, I I, I did my whole run. I like, I I just went in this thing where I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try before you like say, "Mm, Maybe it won't work. So, by living by that, that's how I got these stories, right? I remember I joined the you want to hear a story about a network marketing? Yeah, go ahead, man. Absolutely. (laughs) So, I was like, I think I was like 16 or 17, no, 18. I was 18 at the time, man. Everyone saw, Oh, Gary, this young kid got a drive, you know, obviously, that's prime. Prime meat for the network multi-level marketers. You know, like, oh, this guy got a drive. He got contacts. He got a, you know, he, he, I need to recruit him. I probably recruited, tried to recruit like nine, 10 times. Now, I will say this before I talk about, you know, multi-level marketing and network marketing. Um, you can learn some amazing fundamentals of business in these organizations. It will toughen your skin to thy kingdom come meaning people tell you know so many times you got to learn about contactless influence spheres all these things right um that's a plus on the flip side why didn't really sit right with me um i kind of left my association with that world is essentially two things one it felt like i was selling my friends off to some organization right if it's so good why do i have to keep like it feels like it feels you know why do i have to keep selling my friends to join Right. The second one, um, people will tell you, oh, you don't have to sell your friends. Well, the truth is, if you really want to get to a next level, level level, you need some underlings, or you know, they call you lines, or you know. Yeah. Exactly. The, MVP. Um, the second reason why I left that world was because you can't control the brand, right? Like, for example, if, if I ever hear the word community art, I know that it's directly related to anyone that I hired or any any deal that I've done. But the thing with network marketing, you got some nice people in there, like killer good guys in there you know that treat you nice they're like oh it's not for you it's cool then you have people that call you losers if you don't sign up And it's like (laughs) well, well yeah would i be a part of such a company that would call me a loser it's like what um so that being said like the whole thing is stories yes but the stories come from trying you know i think that a lot of where I, like, everything that I am, um, I have have successfully done. I've tried equally amount of things that haven't worked, like, or more things that haven't worked. Like, super more.
0: Yeah, I mean, funny enough, I was actually in network marketing since I was, so I was in it from 18 to 21. So, just out of high school, kind of got through college and, and left. And f- kind of similar, you know, a lot of it was, I felt like I was selling it. You know, I, was, I, I, didn't, I didn't really truly believe in it after a while and every, like we were taught to kind of go talk to strangers and cold approach a lot and every time i would strike up you know a conversation it wasn't i didn't feel it was genuine man like every time i struck it up i was looking for a couple of things i can hook on then see if they want to join so this is kind of why i left and for the longest time i didn't know what to do <laughs> so what happened was i actually went to uh, so i went to sfu mm-hmm. and have you heard of um the techie program tech entrepreneurship program In SFU. Yeah. 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 So I was a part of that cohort. So I started that. So I started a business with four other developers. But what happened was that they actually kicked me out after the cohort because they didn't like my work. So I was, I just didn't know what to do. You know, I just had this ego was stripped because I was so used to winning. So what happened was it was that I just, I gave up, man. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go with the corporate world. It wasn't until one of my old coworkers just said, "Hey man, have you thought about starting a podcast?" And it all circled back, man, to the whole network marketing thing where now I have a chance to do conversations, but conversations in a genuine manner to get people to, you know, to open up to learn new experiences, to hear new stories. So, I mean, it's it's funny how things come back full circle through experience. But you you hit the nail on the head of one thing was to just try it and do it. A lot of times even myself I'm I, I judge before I even truly understand what this is.
1: Yeah. You know, I think that real quick, you know, trying real quick, real quick, real quick. Um, question for you. Absolutely. About, um, the business that you had, right? So, mm-hmm. so the founder, we pulling in good revenue from that. Oh, uh, we were not. No. Yeah, you know, and I think that's something, that's a period in like entrepreneurship that everyone doesn't want to talk about. No one wants to do the bank account check. No <laughs> yeah. one wants to be like, oh yeah, I got this thing going on. If I come up to you and be like, yo, how many either, you know, user-based, community-based, like how many people got in the community using your stuff, right? Because you can monetize a community. Or I'm like, yo, well, how, many, how much do you sell this month? Ain't nobody want to talk about the numbers. But the truth of the matter is, in university, there's there's a bubble, right? I know it because the BD kids, uh, like SFU's BD. I was in McGill before SFU, um, and same thing. The people in the faculty of management, that's all decaltees or whatever they want to call it. They're so shark in the bit in the school business world. But the truth of the matter is, when you revenue check them, it's all just a startup world pitching. Hey, oh, yeah, so man. true. <laughs> if we can just, if I can just pitch it to these investors, I need this much this and this, you know, this, and then it feels, there's so much like clout that comes with having an idea and going to a pitch competition to get what, $6,000? You know what I mean? To put into your idea. Like I've been in that world, like in this eco, like I've been there. I had to like, I remember I took community in in McGill. I was yeah. like, yo, I'm a pitch. I, I think the thing I got, like I took a designer who was in his class just doing some designs and his music class that I was taken for some reason. Like, yo, you, feel, be a part of my team, make this thing. Um, and then I took these other guys and like, yo, you'll be a part of my my thing, right? And I kid you not, like, we're like, yo, we're going to go pitch for the purse, you know, pitch for the pitch for the money. And we made it to top three and we all were sitting down there the little the little chairs in the award ceremony. Like the guys who won was like the guy who was doing some crazy thing about water in Kenya, you know what I mean? <laughs> and we had actual like revenue to it. But my thing was just an idea, mm-hmm. right? And what I found in the university environment, which is why... Um, I asked about the revenue thing Yeah, was I recognized that the guys who always won those competitions were the ones who actually knew how the real world worked were the ones who actually knew like, Oh, money is what makes this whole, you know, how you're going to monetize. Yeah. Right? And so what I thought was, you know, these guys who won always had some sort of revenue model or some sort of community base. Like it was sick. It was crazy. You know, I just understood that and I was like, you know what? Well, I can't get caught up in this, University loop. I'm I'm gonna piece out, right? I'm gonna take this, scale it up. I'm gonna use it for what it is, um, in terms of revenue stuff. So the reason I ask, just to bring this out to everyone, is just like, end of the day, numbers don't lie. You know, like numbers is where it's at. Like I get that you guys have ideas. Like if you're listening to this, you obviously have ideas. But if I could impress upon you, like one thing, whenever you're taking your idea, you're figuring out how you live your lifestyle, like your life. I'm super technical on these things nowadays. Um, your life, to sustain your lifestyle requires a certain number of income, or coins as I like to call them. Um, to accomplish your goals and maintain your lifestyle requires a something, something, uh, number of coins, right? Money, right? So you need to know what you, how much coins you need exactly and then just make sure whatever you're doing can help you with that um, to start. Right, it's a bonus. If after you figure that out, you recognize, oh, I could, you know, use this money to invest in an idea that I have and live passionately or whatever. Do that, and then just make sure that thing contributes to your numbers. Because at the end of the day, you have to make sure you're good. People you like, you know, there's a high hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Make sure you're good, right? Then you can look out elsewhere. You know, if you're good, then you, then then you can go talk about. Truth of the matter is, like, you got to be good. If you're not good, it's
0: really hard to think about someone else. If you're hungry when you go home, right? It's very true, man. I mean, at like, the end of the day, like, you ever watched Shark Tank before? Yeah, I watched Shark Tank before. Yeah, the, okay. see, it always comes back to you know. That's like, that's a great idea. That's cool, but what are your sales? What are your numbers? How much are you pulling in? And that's and that's where the that's where the nitty gritty comes in because sometimes they don't have that money. Yeah, and truth is, like, hear me okay. out. Yeah, go ahead, bud. Someone,
1: someone has to foot the bill. Someone has to foot the bill, right? Whatever your dreams are, whatever it is, someone has to foot the bill, right? The person that foot the bill for what you are doing now is your past self who worked in the corporate life and did the stuff. Um, the person for the bill is whoever is supporting you, right? I remember, you know, like... When I was living in Montreal, just out of high school, my parents paid for the the apartment. If Mm -hmm. I had to pay for the apartment and build a company, there's no way. There's no way it could happen, right? Because I couldn't afford to pay for that and make sales. (laughs) I remember I used to go home, call back in the East because I was on the East Coast. So it was three hours ahead than the West Coast. So it would be 8.54 and I would finish school at 2 p.m. in the East Coast. It would be only 11 a.m. here. And I would go home. I remember my mom at the time only giving like 50 bucks for groceries. I'd run to the store, but I would always overeat the food, right? Because that's what I like. I could always just eat more when I was home. But when I overate in Montreal, I didn't have anyone any more food to mysteriously reappear in my kitchen. So I remember for the first time, as I was over there, I'd pick up the phone. I would call. I would call back. Eat back west. Like, yo, can I sell you some art? <laughs> like, can I sell you this amazing thing that's going to happen? And I would literally sell through my teeth, like 300, 500 bucks. I was selling 300, 500 bucks because that was the amount I needed to get some cash in my pocket while I was in university. Um, and I used to remember selling one day, you know, I would go home, 2 p.m., 2.30, 3.30, because of long transit. And I would sell, make a sale, and celebrate with pizza because finally I got money in my account to go buy pizza for my dinner. And so someone has to support what you're doing. And oftentimes, you know, if it's not an outside parent or whatever, you've got to make more than enough to both support yourself and support your business.
0: That's, yeah, I think that's that's key because, I mean, a lot of the money that I have put into my own podcast has come from sweat equity. Basically, the money that I worked for my job had to reinvest into my business. Because, I mean, that's really the only way that I can see this business growing is I have to put money into marketing, into equipment, and to just having better audio quality. So I think as you do that, your, your scalability in terms of skills also grows as well. But I think this also ties it all back to purpose because think about it this way. And here's my own thing. If you're putting money into an venture that you started, then that means you truly believe in it. And most likely or not, you may feel that this might help people. Which you can, it depends
1: on why you start this venture, right? Exactly. Like, I know someone who owns a carpet cleaning business, Mm -hmm. right? He's just passionate about cleaning. He just loves to clean. And the guy pulls in over 20 G's a month on it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Which is great, you Mm -hmm. know? But people like, not so purpose, right? He loves being a dad, Mm -hmm. he loves cleaning. Ain't that deep? (laughs) <laughs> he loves cleaning, loves, dad, loves boiling dad, loves spoiling his kids. It ain't that deep. <laughs> and he's happy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can grand a month. You know what I mean? He's a daddy, his wife's there working. You know what I mean? Like you can pocket 10 grand and 10 and like and by the end of the year you have 120 grand. You can go buy another house. Like, it ain't that deep. Some people want to like, yo, I remember, kid you not. Big trend that I see is like right in the the fashion industry selena big amazing company she has a company that helps people who are passionate they're legitimately passionate about slow fashion slow fashion i came to understand is um basically all these big companies you know child labor blah 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 but essentially it's bad for the environment of waste there's so many so much waste that's going on so basically um slow fashion is using that waste is what I understand, right? Some thrifted stuff fall into it and stuff like that. Uh, But some people are genuinely passionate about clothes, like not harming the environment through clothes. And it's amazing if they can like turn that into like some profitable e-com business, 100 grand. Like it's so amazing if that Mm -hmm. can be the king, right? But holy snap, you're telling me that like your passions are your passions. I get that, but show like, my big thing is like you don't got to be that deep. You don't got to try and change to save the eagles or the seagulls or the, yeah. the turtles. You don't got to try to save the turtles to become wealthy or rich or mm-hmm. you know or to get you know if you want more money. You don't have to save the turtles to become more money. There's nothing wrong with loving cleaning and loving being an ad <laughs> and still fucking <laughs> with the man. Like, is there? No, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Matters. So purpose wise, I would just say don't all over complicate purpose to um solve the world's biggest problems bill gates billionaire just started solving is it polio or whatever like yeah like he's literally solving that but he got millions to billions of dollars to throw into that problem you think he could solve polio without billions of dollars you think he now that being said he's equally passionate about computer technology right? mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, there's probably number two, three guys that were there under him that only cared about that bottom line, making sure it kept going up. Yeah. Which is what enabled him, you know, to exit and so on.
0: Yeah, man. Damn. I mean, yeah, make a good point, man. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this complicated, man. I mean, like guys like myself tend to, actually, I, don't, I don't tend to overthink. I tend to actually underthink because I don't, I don't look at the big details and stuff, but yeah, you, you got a, you got a good point, man. I think of the day, man, like you just, don't, don't try to overthink as much as you think it is cuz might just be simple. Yeah, hey, like I said, don't got to be that deep, man. If you, if you need if you need X
1: coins to live and a chomp is your goals, objectively look. Well, how, how, is it, how, how hard is it to start a carpet cleaning business? Okay, well, if I charge a little bit under the rates, be penetration price and 140 bucks a job and I can borrow someone's vacuum from like the mosque, the church, you know, they'll allow me, you know. And just do that, book a couple jobs, you pocket a hundred bucks, you buy be you buy your own vacuum, you just keep yeah like that. Like not. I try I try not to do too deep um, on certain things. Cause like I recognized like there's no way around hard work. Whatever yeah. you choose, whatever you really choose, <laughs> choose, you gotta you gotta do some hard work.
0: So pick something, do it. Pick something, do it, Nike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gary, man. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we end it, though? No, I just want to say thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. No um, worries, man. No worries, really man. Appreciate I appreciate it. Love talking to you, by the way, man. And is there like a link or something or your IG that you want to share so people can contact you or whatnot? Yeah, you know, tell you what. If someone listens to this,
1: okay, and they're like, yo, I feel pumped to go do something. All right. um, Instagram me at the Gary Parker, T H E G A R Y P A R K E R, and just hit me up and say, yo, I'm going to go do something. You know what I mean? Or I'm doing this. You know, hit me up. Let me know what's up. I can't give you my number because I don't know. I don't want random spam calls. I've heard too much CRAs calling me. Oh, yeah, this is a cannabis agency. You owe $1 million. No, I don't owe $1 million. Get out of here.
0: Oh, my God. And maybe someone could slide into the DMs. Who knows, man?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, no,
0: my, uh, my lady would not like that. So,
1: uh, woman out there, if you're listening to this, uh, please understand that my life is at risk, actually. Yeah, my life is not at risk if you do, but don't.
0: Please, please I'm All right, man. happily taken
1: there's no gun to my head as I say this
0: <laughs> alright I'll put your IG in the show notes below Gary thank you so much for coming on man yeah of course thanks for having me alright signing off alrighty thank you so much for listening to today's episode if you really gained some insight on life give it some love like, comment, share, do what you can Love you guys, and see you in the next episode.